What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting here from Studio 1A in downtown Clarendon, the heart of Arlington County. I'm your host, Chris Farley. We are back for episode number 64. Alongside me, as always, to my right, of course, is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Is Alexandria also a county? Alexandria is a city. I do know that. So it's in Arlington County? No. Arlington County is its own little entity, and Alexandria City is totally separate. And I I think it's it, it's kind of weird that Arling, Arlington's weird and different, and I can't really <laughs> explain it. Maybe your other co-host to my left, of course, is William E. Docks. Docks, what's up? Arlington County used to be Washington, D.C. It did it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Originally, the boundaries of Arlington County were part of the square. He could be totally it, making this up. But and, no, then, right. then Virginia okay. got everything south of the river. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And, and Alexandria has its own borders. All right. Okay. So there's your answer. So what county is Alexandria part of then? I'm not sure that it is part of a county. I think you're, that, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't think it, Alexandria City is part of a county. Fairfax City is part of Fairfax County. Which makes sense. Yeah, but right. Springfield is also part of Fairfax County. Fairfax County, right. Mm-hmm. I think Alexandria City and Arlington County are unique. Things that I never thought we'd start the show with at all. <laughs> this, this one what, is probably what, number one and number two. Uh, what made you think of Alexandria? I, well, I don't know, because he always says, like, Arlington County. So I, I'm I was just wondering, so proud of Arlington County. Yeah, I was, like, uh, wondering what else is in Arlington right. County. Uh, and I, I've never heard Alexandria County before, so I was just wondering yeah. where Alexandria okay. fits I, into all this. I tell you what, because you posed the question, you're safe. I tried to answer the question. I now feel like I've I've gotten myself into Farley territory. Right, right. Uh, not a good place to be, Doc. Not very comfortable thinking right. about the emails and the tweets that are headed my way about right. how stupid I am uh, on this well, local the, geography. Like the counties in New Jersey are pretty um, well set, I guess. Like right. there wouldn't mm-hmm. be any ambiguity about if something was not in or out of a county. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like where does Alexandria fit into all this? Uh, Joanna, as our as our resident. Uh, New Jersey expert, what the heck is a township? <laughs> right. Um, I actually probably should have a better answer for that, considering that I, my parents live in a township, but mm-hmm. I don't really know. <laughs> all right, now direct all the tweets to Joanna about the township <laughs> conversation. Good thing I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> That's true. All right, pace the nation. William E. Docs, run pacer, and when she gets back on Twitter, we'll let her. We'll let you know her handle. So I'll have some time to do some research. Perfect. Big, sh- <laughs> big, big show to get to today, guys. Uh, proud Arlington County resident mm-hmm. is going to be on our show today. Me uh, or you? Uh, no. Actually, our guest, proud Arlington County resident, Matt Sensuitz Sr., is going to be in studio today to talk about uh, the Olympic trials that he was just at or the big event in Eugene that he was just at. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was close. <laughs> uh, he, we're going to talk about his son, uh, Matthew Sensuitz Jr., who just qualified for his second Olympic team. Uh, he, of course, won the 1500 on the final day of the Olympic trials. In decisive fashion, so that was a really fun race to watch. Uh, there, he's somewhat local and from Arnold, Maryland, which I know is kind of towards Annapolis. So that's you know, what uh, county is it in? An hour away or so. Uh, maybe Anne Arundel. Can, yeah, actually, I think it is. I was going to say maybe we, go. maybe we can ask Coach, but I think it is in Anne Arundel County. Uh, so uh, local boy done well. Uh, he's going to Rio, and he's got a shot to to medal. Um, I would I would say, and a lot of the experts, the so-called ex- experts out there would also agree with me that he's got a shot to medal 
at the Rio Olympics, which would be, which would be big news. Do you have any heat on him? <laughs> I don't. We did when we were in uh, in London. I think Docs and I did. Maybe we'll talk to Coach about that uh, later on in the program. I hope that we do. <laughs> I could. That is a good good term for gambling. I love that you've got this insider gambling lingo going, Joanna. Uh, also today, we're going to uh, get into the end of the news segment. Uh, a couple stories to, to talk about there. One related to the uh, Olympic trials and, and a couple others of note. Also today, we want to talk about, uh, we were together uh, outside of recording a show at the book club Susie Favor Hamilton event last week. So we'll we'll uh, maybe recap that a little bit and talk about some of the PTN listeners who were there and and some of what Susie had to say. Uh, also, Joanna was on the road, and she was at the uh, D.C. Roadrunners 1 Mile and 3K Track Championships on Saturday. So I want to get her recap of that. And Brian Danza was, of course, on our program last week, and he was the race director of that. And I got a story about Danza as well as he race directed that Thursday night event there, the Bastille Day. Did you get an update on mile. the cookie situation? <laughs> I did not, but I have uh, other updates that I wanted to give you. Typical give you Farley interview. He, he doesn't get to the uh, the important the heat of the matter. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get to the important questions. How did those cookies make out? <laughs> Were they melted in the mm-hmm. back of your car? Well, I could do some research and let you guys know that on next week's program. Oh my gosh, they can't wait! Uh, but before that, I wanted to get into you guys. Right, it's 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 hot. It is hot. It's going to be <sighs> hot this weekend, and I wanted to uh, get a get a kind of an update. On our co-host running because uh, we had an interesting text conversation uh, mm-hmm. this week uh, from one of our sponsors, ASICS, of course. They are the official snack sponsor of the uh, podcast, and we are enjoying some trail mix uh, right now, actually. And uh, the, the head of specialty running sales, AJ, reached out, and he invited us to the New York City Marathon this fall like to watch it or to run? no actually to run it so we th- three have committed loosely to run marine corps yeah but now we have well some, wait a some second. more strictly than <laughs> others some of us some of us have have made a payment on the credit card right whereas the other two are loosely committed right we're <laughs> loosely committed all right so two-thirds mm-hmm. of the show mm-hmm. is loosely committed so I, I think it wouldn't be hard to convince us for a free entry and uh stay in new york to run that marathon but if we're going to do that i got to make sure you guys training is going as well as uh, i would hope here as we sit here in the middle uh, or towards the end of july so how is the running going well i'm sorry that you're trying to connect those two yeah, I am. Uh, stories that's not it's so uh, it's not going well i actually gave up running this week <laughs> oh, on I monday saw, i saw you have a flip belt I got a flip belt. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was flip belt. So I, that gave me some encouragement that you're out there maybe. Well, on Sunday, yeah, I mean, I, I went out on Sunday. I got a, I got a flip belt Saturday at okay. the Pacers Clarendon, and I just thought, oh, maybe I'll listen to a podcast, a podcast okay. while I run. And I, you know, I had to do 14 miles, and this isn't very good PTN <laughs> fodder because I want you guys to listen to pod, right. podcasts while you're we doing bored a long you. run. We, we bored you. And you no, could. no. I was listening to another podcast. I just okay. I actually... <laughs> what? He would, ours wasn't good enough for him. I've, I listened to our podcast. Listen, That's I listened true. to our podcast like six or seven That's times true. before it goes point. live. That's, um, That's a good point. To, to the point where I realized actually 
that I hang out with the two of you way more than you hang out with me <laughs> because in my head, while I'm listening to do the edit for the podcast, right. we're ha- we're all still hanging out and having a good time, and I'll text you guys like when you know something said and oh hey do we do this whatever, like in my head we hang out at least three times a week, right? And we don't. And respond. for you guys, for you guys, you hang out with me for one hour a week, and then you're <laughs> then you're then I'm dead. Whoa, to you. one hour. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more than that, but I like I like how you're uh, telling the story for dramatic effect. It's one mm-hmm. hour a week. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. okay, yeah. I mean, I like to use poetry uh, <laughs> to exaggerate my stories. You know, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's more exciting with a little exaggeration. Yeah. So it, anyway, like on my long run with the uh, well, the two two things really. Here's my review of the flip belt. Okay. Uh, I don't know if a flip belt was made to carry a phone for somebody who perspires as much as I do. <laughs> right. um, and secondly, I felt kind of trapped listening to these other people talk. I felt trapped. And after like five and a half miles, I felt like I was getting like a... Did you feel like you I didn't were... feel like I was, I was I was running out at Burke Lake. I didn't feel like I was running at the lake. And, wow. and that made me feel uncomfortable. So after, so I took the headphones out and then and then finished my so run. So after it. five, oh, it just took five miles yeah. to to m- make you stop listening to the. Yeah, podcast. I was like, well, I was what like, was the subject matter being discussed? Good it was question. Just silly stuff. It, it was it was just a, a dumb conversation, and I so thought, pretty close to pace. <laughs> <laughs> Same genre. Yeah. yeah. But I, I just thought like it would be similar to going for a run with friends, and, sure, and you know that would be the conversation. I don't know what it was, but it, it, it was like. Just just not hearing the other sounds that you hear on the trail and stuff like this. Did you feel claustrophobic? Yes. Yeah, wow. that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like I felt, wow. I felt, I felt claustrophobic about it. Exactly. Okay. I was gonna say I felt like I was having an MRI done or something like that, <laughs> yeah. where I just had to bail. Uh, so that that wasn't for me. Listening, listening to um, anything. Listening. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I I think I like being out. Like I like being out on on the trail, one with nature. I like and, that. Okay. And so, uh, so that was that was one thing. Did you finish the fourteen miles though? And that was the other thing. I negotiated with myself again yeah. to run just a couple miles short. I think I went twelve. That's not and, bad. And I've been doing this lately with my runs, where where because I had like it's all started. I had one run where I went out. And it was an out and back, and I tried to run because we had something going on in the evening. So I tried to run at like the high noon or at the, the worst part of the day. Right. And I got out to the end, and I was just done. I, I sat down on the trail, and I literally tried to run back, and it was it was a wasted effort. And I think since then, which was a couple of weeks ago, I've kind of that made it okay with me to negotiate in my head. Yeah. And prior to this, I've always been somebody who, if, if this is what I'm supposed to You're do today, gonna do it. I'm going to do that. And it's, it's a really uncomfortable place for me to be in my running where, where when it gets tough, I feel like it's okay to negotiate that I could do less than what I'm supposed to do. Well, I was going to say maybe Burke Lake isn't the spot to do the long, great spot for running long runs, but, you do have so many outs along the way. But mm-hmm. if you're telling me you're going out and then you're just saying... Actually, I started South Run. You started South Run. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great run. So there's really only one right. one out each loop. That's true. Well, that's a great so that's a great run. But if you're telling me you're actually going on an out and back and then getting a halfway out... Dude, so. I, I've, done, I've done at least two, maybe three out and backs where I'm not feeling it on the way out. 
And then when I get to the turnaround point, I've walked back. Wow. And I got sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it's bad. It's just a, it's just a bad That's place really to be in my, in my running. And, and I don't think it's healthy to, to negotiate with yourself. Okay, let's just do 12 instead of do 14, whatever. There's no reason why I couldn't have gone 14 right. af- afterwards. I mean, so... That's disappointing because, you know, about a month ago, I remember seeing some of your runs on your Garmin, and they were heading in the right direction. Yeah. So, well, I, it's going to come back, Docs. Well, so I, I, talked to, I talked to you about this on Sunday. I talked to Heather. Heather Jeff, yep. On Sunday as well. We were at the Susie Favor Hamilton thing. And I think her advice, she told me, she's like, well, you probably just need to take some time off. Like, where, where you are, just take a week off and, and reset. And I, my reaction was like, no, I can't do that. Right. I, I can't do that. And then you were telling me, you were like, oh, well, if you if you go short today, then you could go longer the next day. Like Molly Huddle said, if you're not feeling it, then get that extra half an hour later in the week. Yep. And that seems like a lot of work to me, too. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that because I'm so focused on I, I have to do this. But then I went for my run on Monday. It was miserable. And I like in that run, I was like, I, I think I do need to take a week off. So I just shut down. Okay. And and. Uh, All right. Well, New uh, York is a week later than Marine Corps, so. <laughs> so you can take the week yeah. off. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll just fine. pick up where I was supposed to be. Yeah, and uh, it's already a sunk cost for uh, Marine Corps. So. <laughs> oh, that's a big yeah. economy term. I know. All right. Well, I I, I want to hear something more positive. Hopefully, over here to my right, Joanna can give us something more positive about running. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of taking time off, uh, um, I have ended my run streak a long uh, time. Actually, I did right, a long time right. ago, but nobody asked, so right. nobody really cares. No, <laughs> it did. Well, we, that's not Docs true. And I, Docs that's and not I true. Knew. I, you know, yeah. it, it is disappointing. We didn't want to like, you know, bring it up and bring up a bad subject here, but yeah, that is just, dis- that is too bad. Well, I think for some people they can run every day and, and it's fine, but I think for me, and I probably already knew this to some extent, I just, my body can't handle running every day. Yeah. So, um, I got to a point where I was just forcing these runs and I felt terrible. And my coach, uh, then learned that I hadn't taken any time off. Um, mm. and then I had to take a couple weeks off and I feel Better-ish, I guess. So okay. you can come back better, Dax. <laughs> All right. I think you also just have to totally adjust your expectations in the summer. Like, I, I was getting so frustrated that I wasn't running the same times for, like, easy runs that I am in the winter. And it's just... Some people, I guess, really like the summer and it doesn't bother them a lot. But for, for me, I know, I just can't I just can't handle it. Yeah. And so for me, it's just like I stop looking at time and I'm just like, just do, like, a five-mile run however long it takes you. That's what it takes you today. And I, I think that's great advice um, and great advice for you, Docs, too. Maybe just slow it down a little bit. You said you sweat like a pig, it sounds like, out there. So you probably aren't the best with hot weather running either. There's there's better ways to describe that. I don't know why you have to <laughs> compare me to a pig. Which are legal animals in D.C. You can have a pet pig. You can have a pet pig, but you can't fly a drone? Actually, I think I've seen pigs out there, yeah. yeah. People walking their pig. Yeah. But yes, the answer is yes to that. All right. So you sweat a lot. So you probably... I sweat a lot like a no, gracious... I thought that that was a cliche, like like pig sweat. Like you sweat like a pig. Anyways, point is, is that I think that, yeah, you hang in there, you get done what you can get done, and then come September, 
the weather changes and you're going to be surprised how actually fit you are. Well, hopefully. Compared to what... I feel like that's for me. Most every September, you're like, wow, I actually... You know, made it through the through the summer running, and if you can get through it and actually do some runs, it just begs a question: like, why don't we just move for the summer? Like, let's yes. just take the podcast on the road for the summer, <laughs> yeah. so that we don't have to run in DC in the summer. Exactly. Well, I I don't know. Maybe Doc's his other job. You were traveling this week. <laughs> yeah, oh, I went the wrong was, direction. Yeah, that yeah. was went actually. To Atlanta. Yeah, that was hotter. That than, sounds yeah. hotter. Yeah. yeah that but I like when I trained for previous marathon, I was traveling a lot. And I actually, in the summer, I went to Vancouver and I went to Alaska. <laughs> and I did, I remember doing three of my longest runs in, in those right. places. And then I'm, now I'm thinking like, well, no wonder, no wonder, you no ha- wonder I fit. got fit. Yeah. yeah. I, yep. I, well, and last summer I spent two weeks in Seattle and a week in Chicago. Yep. Yes. That helped, winter, winter, that helped a lot. <laughs> All right. So we figured it out. So these guys will be back and better than ever in no time. The weather is just going to have to cool down. It's not going to cool down this next few days. It's going to be steamy hot. Yeah, so here's so. the thing. is is You guys have just given me the pep talk, and I'm thinking, like, well, maybe I'll go for a run today <laughs> and not worry about the time. Mm-hmm. But actually, given the weather report, this is actually a good time for me to, like, stay with my week off. Yeah. Start the week <laughs> off now. That's a good call. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say is that I just realized, if, as we record, it's July 21st. Summer's almost over, too. So that's a good... Like, the summer exactly. has flown by, but that's also a, a nice thing. Yeah, but a D.C. summer is going to go until, like, October. No, it's not. No, 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 <laughs> not for you guys' negativity. Negative Nancy. Yeah. Well, and I will say that I've experimented a lot with, like, running. I like to run in the morning a lot better. I tried running at night because it's less humid. I tried running on treadmills. Yeah. And ultimately, I hate running on treadmills. I don't like running at night. So I just, like, suffer through the humidity in the morning. It's Slow just better. Down. Yeah, it's just that's better. The- that's the, the key. And also, spoiler alert, I am sort of back on social media, too. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Jotorious DC, uh, so you can tweet her. No, no, no. Not on, not on Twitter. Just oh, okay. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, Jotorious right. LIB. Yeah, I was so. going to... I called her out earlier today. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so all those township folks, if you guys have issues, <laughs> hit her up on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. reply reply to one of her pictures with a non <laughs> non connecting no sequitur there yeah, yeah. non sequitur yeah and, of, and yeah. lots lots of hashtags too yeah, please. um yeah so I'm sorry for all the people whose pictures I missed over the past month I think it's been about a month but I'm back on Instagram and cool. actually Instagram helped a lot because there are a few people that I follow on Instagram that do always post their runs and while I normally really hate that when people mm-hmm. like put what workout they did or what run they did I hate that too there's there's a couple girls that are similarly paced to me other places in the country and seeing what their workouts are and what their times are I'm like oh okay so I'm not the only person suffering right now yeah so that also helped a lot well that's 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 good two things there you got motivated by your social media and you're back on social media. That's yeah. great. Two good, two good things. Social there. media. All right. Well, we're going to talk to a guy who has no idea about social media. Next. <laughs> <laughs> he, re- he is a uh, two-time Olympian. Uh, his son now is a two-time Olympian. A friend of the program. His second uh, time on the show. It's Matt Sensuitz Sr. He's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation.
All right, welcome back to Pace the Nation. And now Docs and Joanna, excited to be joined by... Is this our first time having a guest for a second time? No. No. No? Okay. All right. <laughs> God, <laughs> can't you guys lie for Yeah, can you guys just work with me here? It's Matt Sensuit Sr. Uh, he is the obviously the director of track and field and cross country at American University. He's got a book coming on the way here. He's uh, a former or an Olympian because once an Olympian, always Olympian, two times Olympian. And of course, we're going to talk to him mostly about his son, Matthew Jr., who's headed to Rio. Matt. Thanks for uh, joining us. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Great to be back. Yeah, be back on the show. So he is not the first. Can you guys remind me who the uh, returnees? Yeah, returnees. Sandwich Todd has been on oh, several okay. times. All right. Well, Charlie. Joe. I don't mean to disrespect well, those guys. I mean, my first question is going to be: what What's more exciting, being a two time Olympian or a two time Pace the Nation guest? Definitely a tough answer there. <laughs> How about two time uh, father of Olympian? Yeah, we'll go with that one. Yeah. That is that is that a good. Answer. Get, that that's a nice. Everything. That's a nice out, but that wasn't. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking the time, Coach. Uh, you've been making the circuits. I've seen you on uh, People Magazine. Did something on you guys? NBC. You go to NBC. There's a video on you guys. You're on the radio this morning in Baltimore. Just a whole whirlwind of uh, of a lot going on, and a lot of people asking for your time, right? Well, they're actually in time so I can speak about my son. You're correct. Yeah. They're not asking too much <laughs> about me or American University right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it is the, well, let's ask, it is how, the Summer how are you Olympics. Doing? How are you doing? I'm doing, uh, I think I'm doing great. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm doing let's great. talk about his son now. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody answers my phone call and wants to talk to me. I never had that experience since. Yeah. He is, a, he is a popular guy, and I think a lot of it has to do with Matthew. He's doing awesome. I mean, were you uh, so? We want to talk about your experience in Eugene. Uh, first of all, were you uh, pretty confident that he was going to do what he did, which was win the uh, the the U.S. championship and make his second Olympic team? Yes, I was uh, barring barring problems. Um, obviously, I saw a lot being that the finals are the last day of the trials, the last event of the trials. I sat through a lot of uh, watching disasters happen from top top champion runners make uh, oodles of mistakes and things don't work out in the in track and field so i was very nervous and as you say a lot of these things were lined up to go after the olympics but he has to make the olympic team yeah and i was actually i was nervous for him i remember the first round he was like fifth or sixth um and i was like what's going on matthew i was a little worried maybe his injury from before was a little worse than what I thought it was, or, or, or were you worried at all when he was, you know, fourth, fifth, or sixth? No, no. Unfortunately, we talked about it, and we both agreed the best thing to do is to run in last place, which he never, never, never did before, and uh, just to get experience of that. Plus, you're going to run three times. It gets kind of boring running the same strategy <laughs> all three times, Chris. You know what I'm saying? I know you yeah. eat the same thing every morning. I do, actually. And every I, night, but the yeah. other people like variety. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, he uh, made. I mean, by the by the finals, you're right. It was no doubt about it. Uh, it was an amazing uh, last event of the uh, the entire trials, where Matthew wins in decisive fashion. Was that an Olympic trials record too that he finished? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So it was like three. Th- what was the time, Joanna? You might have to help me out. Uh, three thirty-four zero. So there he goes, coach. Coach knows. So three thirty-four zero. 
Uh, did he expect to run that fast? No, no. no. The, you know, we're just trying to, again, win the trials. First, make the Olympic team, win the trials. And thirdly, was we looked at the meet where he did spend a lot of time. We talked about the meet record um, <clears throat> just because it's so old. It's since from Steve Scott's time. And obviously, Steve Scott's, uh, you know, a legend on, on the U.S. list all the time. And he did. We Some of the workouts are similar to Scott's that he's done or some of my. We looked at all his workouts and discussed them. Yeah, and uh, well, he he nailed it, and and um, I mean this 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 uh, Olympics are going to be really exciting. We want to get into that, but I, I did want to talk about the week in Eugene because I was there at the last Olympic trials, and I was sad to miss this one. And having Coach as a friend and hanging out in Eugene with him, uh, he's a legend there. It is quite a week. Uh, hopefully, Matthew, if you're listening, please run 2020 so that <laughs> so all of us can go and experience it. How was the whole week in Eugene? You're a former duck. Uh, it must have been pretty awesome. Yeah, so the, the town was uh, excite, very excited, and I uh, look forward to it. And uh, being uh, U of O and Nike uh, to put on a every year, every time around, they have put on a bigger and better show, and uh, bringing all the they call it the legends back from '72. They honored them with opening ceremonies, and I was one of the so selected athletes to come back, one of thirty. Um, they brought 10 from 72, 76, and 80. So it was fun um, to socialize with them. Who are some of those names? Uh, all my legends were uh, guys like um, Dave Waddle, Bob Seagram, wow. Jim Ryan, Marty LaCorey, and uh, plenty of field events guys that I can't remember now. But there were a lot of them there, and, and Mike Manley was 72. But those were the guys. 72 was kind of like Miles, but I was in high school, so I got – to hang out with them, eat, eat meals. We all stayed at the same hotel, and I made sure I got the breakfast early and stayed till closing time. <laughs> Unlike you, Farley, who's at that bar, the Duck Bar. I'm Duck Bar until 4 a.m. <laughs> it's the Wild Duck Bar, <laughs> which is, I mean, you, 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 when you go to Eugene, that's the bar that you hang out in. You were the drunk duck. I was, <laughs> generally. That's, that's what you got to be all week. So you're hanging out with those former athletes. What's Matthew's week like? Because he's the last race of the the, the yeah. week. Do you see him at all? No, no, week? no. We actually, I didn't. Uh, I started the the trip, the journey with uh, ten days in Utah, training with him uh, up in uh, Park City. We live in. Uh, he was living up there, and his his roommate was Eric. The I forgot his last name. Eric the uh, Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, great kid, and mm -hmm. just came aboard. So the three of us are hanging out a lot together. Go to to the gym together. I was working out twice a day and didn't have a drink for those nice. 12, 10 days. I didn't we got to prepare for Eugene. Oh, <laughs> man. You know what? It, it did come in handy. I was front, glad load. I did. front load those workouts. <laughs> I know how that goes. You're right. But I didn't want to uh, I was to smell up the room right, right. <laughs> with those poor kids uh, having to compete. Yep. So it was fun. So uh, Utah and then during the week in Eugene, Matthews, obviously he went to Oregon, so he's got his own system or his own. Yeah, he lives uh, in Portland, so, so he stayed in his bed before so, he came uh, down to Eugene. So he was, he was in Portland even before. So that, that's a good system for him. And remind us that, uh, that, that Salazar is still his coach. Are you advising Matthew? I wouldn't say advise him, but okay. uh, remind him things would be helpful and <laughs> okay. maybe put my – a foot down once or twice that with Alberto being a nicer human being on the planet than I am, <laughs> that he would uh, listen to me or reinforce what Alberto's saying. That's basically my role. How's the uh, yeah? How is that group doing? How is he he working out with Alberto? You know, you know what? It's uh, the group. I'm not. I really just like a good neighbor policy. Every coach has a different way of doing things, and uh, you know everybody could criticize. No, 
no team is perfect. So there's a lot of people that did very well. A lot of people didn't do as well as they would have liked. And when they don't run as well as they like, they blame it on a coach. And that's at American University or right. Illinois <laughs> or any place. So it's never the athlete's fault. Uh, you also had your coach who, who's still there. Talk about him, your relationship with him. And he was there watching all, all week long, right? Yeah, he uh, loves track and field. And obviously... Uh, so that's he, Bill Dillinger. Yes, Bill yeah, Dillinger, yeah, who's yeah. a three-time Olympian and a bronze medalist and a graduated in 56 from Oregon. So he uh, was there, and he gets to the VIP section. So we kind of known him and I. He, once you take along with Bill, everybody knows you get VIP treatment, which is the passport to any place in Oregon right. you want to go. It's just a cool, cool place, and track celebrity is fun to have. But he he's doing well, and we watch the meet together and – when you sit in the VIP section, you get good beer, good wine, good food, and, uh, you know, people come and go, so there's celebrities all around you all the time. So, you know, Matthew has become one of those celebrities. I mean, he, he, we've had him on the show before. He's got billboards in Eugene. I mean, he literally is, like, one of the most famous, it's crazy to think, but one of the most famous track athletes I'd say it's not what, overstating what, what, in the what, world. Whoa, 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 I'm his father. Why is it crazy to think <laughs> no, just I mean, because he worked in your store? It was, I just remember and you him. paid him uh, six dollars an hour, huh? And you gave that, shit for showing up late. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I mean that, and I remember him, you know, running at the AU track when he's 12 years old and, and beating you, and beating, yes. him, <laughs> and beating a 24 year old Chris Farley. Yes. So I mean, it's just it's. It is kind of crazy for me to kind of think about it. Obviously, if you look at his progression along the way, it's not crazy to think. But uh, yeah, how is that? You said your phone was ringing off the hook, and I'm sure it's a lot of people who are just really excited about Matthew or proud of Matthew. Or you know, how is it being his dad? Is it tough? Tough. <laughs> I mean, What's is it tough? Like, I mean, just like what's it? What's it like being out there, being like the dad of the celebrity? It's great. I don't yeah. know about tough. The tough part tough. was getting it was was getting through high school. Right, right. <laughs> that was tough, you know. At this Not point, this, it's... at this point, no, no. He's it's, uh, this is the fun part. I show up. He drives me everywhere. He buys me lunch and dinner, <laughs> and uh, then I want to go to the bar with him. One time, father tells my designated driver. He picks up the tab, <laughs> and, and, uh, and he has to sit there while I'm told I'm done eating and drinking. What's tough about There's this? Nothing <laughs> tough about that. All right. Well, let me ask this. So. At the end of the uh, at the end of the trials, when Matthew wins, uh, you know the the U.S. championship and is headed to Rio, he uh, is ha- he's got an interview with Lewis Johnson, and and there's a pic- you know this is primetime NBC, uh, and they show a picture of Matt in the in the stands. I think you're sitting next to Jerry, maybe yes. uh, yeah, your, your your brother, and uh, then they show Matthew and Lewis, and then they talk about. Uh, you, the two-time Olympian from 76 and 80. And then he s- talks about his tattoo, like father, like son. And then Matthew proceeds to pull off his singlet. And I think they cut away real quick they from did. that. I yeah. think they were worried about what he was going to do. You saw the, the yeah. replay. So, um, you know, how, how, do you, how do you feel? I mean, I think we asked you about the tattoo before. But how do you feel about the tattoo? Or how do you feel about those theatrics after the uh, on, you know, on... NBC live TV. live TV. I didn't understand what they were doing. I watched right. it. Then he saw the next part. I was taking my mic off my shirt. They right. made it look like I was. Some people thought I was had a tattoo. Also, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was what they thought. I said, "Take it off 
the mic, I went like this, and they thought I was it was a setup that we were going to reveal tattoos. You're both showing, yeah. <laughs> I was like, if, if I take my shirt I off tell and you what, television. I tell you what, this is, this would be a good bit in Rio. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'll take you down to the Red Dragon and get that, <laughs> get that tattoo. Uh, if you take my shirt off, I ain't gonna. Nobody's gonna. I'll be fired. Let's do that. Yeah. National television? No yeah. way. I was like, that is, that's funny. No, it's not. <laughs> no, but I know you've embraced the like. It's so the tattoo for those who don't know, it's like father, like son. Uh, and Matthew was was proud that he had finally reached the like father, like son status by making the Olympic team, like his dad did for the second time. Uh, so I think at this point, who is the more decorated athlete? Oh, he coach? is by far. There's yeah. no ifs. Yeah. He left me way behind years, years ago. Uh, my, my left was 40 years ago. Right. Is there anything that you can hold over his head at this point though? Yeah. I still could kick his ass. <laughs> right, yeah. right. That's about six one, two hundred 200 pounds. He, he was 130. Yeah. He still has a, he's never won a fight. And he would include females as well. Right. <laughs> they pinned him. His sister still pins him. Um, but I, I did hear you this morning on uh, the, the sh- show in, Bal- in Baltimore. I'm trying to be serious a little bit here. Um, I did hear you on the show in Baltimore, and you said he's the most decorated medalist. Is that oh, true? Well, they didn't have the fairness. Stats could be misleading sometimes, but if you look back, there's no world championships. So gotcha. Jim Ryan didn't have that opportunity, but Jim Ryan was was basically done at 19 when he had the world record. He set the world record and uh, basically retired from, never did anything internationally after the world record. Marty LaCorey never made, made one Olympic team and uh, made the finals, and he was second in the World Cup. So you get an idea. We're talking. Uh, Glenn Con- I yep. There's nobody else done nothing on the world scene. Now if he's got, he's got uh, world championship indoors, and he has a world bronze and silver. So that's bronze, silver, and a gold yeah, indoors. Nobody yeah. else on set. there. Yeah, he's got so the whole no set. Wish. And uh, you know, if he gets any kind of Olympic medal here, there's no doubt in my mind. The other one, other than that, you can say he was fourth Olympic Games. Is <clears throat> nobody's done better than second, obviously. And you know, and he has. If he, I think he'll finish with a, with an American record in one of either the mile or the fifteen hundred before we're done. So he has to connect on judging how strong he is and some of the workouts since the Olympic trials are exciting. But when we come back here, we're talking about finishing up one piece. I didn't say to the before was that when he won the Olympic trials, he knew he broke the meat record. Right. And he's doing his victory lap around and waved to me. And being Matthew, his humor has to be there. He's being serious. He says, he points at me and he goes, we have the, um, we have the meet record. I was like, yeah, I we, we, have to be, we have the same name. Right. So, he, <laughs> so somehow I thought it was like, we mean we did it together. Right. Man, he's being a schmuck now. He's calling we, our names are in a record book together. That's great. That's the humor. That's he, our yeah. family humor. That's he, all I guess. Is. And yeah, he's even in that moment, yes, he, he never right. really takes himself incre- too too serious. I mean, he obviously takes his running incredibly seriously, but that's, yes. that, that's just his personality. I wonder where he got that from. <laughs> <laughs> I work at your store for right, I mean, your whole Yeah, it, I was, I was try- trying to say it was from me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was trying to you, insinuate that, yeah. Um, but so we mentioned it, the gold medal indoors, you got a silver and bronze and the world's outdoors. So the one thing that you, we, 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 we 
kind of talked about a little bit here was the fourth place at uh, the Olympics. But the one thing left is meddling at the Olympics. Correct. Uh, so as his dad and someone who knows the sport is good or better than anybody out there, what do you think the chances are as we get to here uh, to Rio next month? Uh, one hand, I think if he only missed by one one hundredth of a second, I like this as much stronger. He whipped the shit out of that guy that was there four years ago. He's improved dramatically. Yep. And uh, so I'm optimistic there. And then the other part is you don't know, uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, with our bad subject called drugs, you don't know who's going to appear that we've never seen before. And that's mm-hmm. what's the unknown. Now, there's no Russians who run the 1500, right? Right, correct. Doesn't yeah. affect track. Track isn't much affected, or at least the middle distance. Yeah. Been. Like maybe like the women's eight. I think they did well. Yeah, the women's women, yes, correct. Good point. So obviously the the Afri- have to say something in this yeah. thing. <laughs> the Africans, the Africans. Is there any sort of thought about the Africans? I mean, there's always sort of rumors out there, but you know his his uh, main competitors are are you know the from the African countries. Is there any thoughts of drugs with those guys? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I don't I don't follow it. I, I, you hear about the Russian team that's not going, well, but. Very suspicious of uh, Africans, too, because they're being influenced by outside people and, and sometimes bad coaches. Mm-hmm. I remember reading a story recently about the the guy who was the former George Mason coach. What's his name? Docs. Well, I think he was an athlete. I'm not sure. Ja- Jama Adden. Jama Adden. And, and uh, there, there was a report of a number of syringes and associated with this Kenyan group, I believe. Yeah, but but he said that those were his syringes. He said they're filled with vitamins, <laughs> oh, like really? B12. All right, so that's got to be the ones that Matt, that's got to be the group that Matthew was ta- talking about. I think there was, there was 75 of them. Okay. Yeah, he needs a lot of vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> but so if, if they catch him and, and they, they have those syringes now, like one of the things for that's really difficult for the doping agencies to catch people is because they don't know what they're supposed to be testing for. And I think and that's that's what happened once Balco, once they got busted right, with Balco and right. got all those drugs. Correct. Then they knew what they were able to go back and test for. Correct. So do you think that, that uh there's anybody in the in the track and field community that's associated with this coach? That that might now be in trouble if they find out. Oh, this is this is what the what his athletes have been using. Yes, definitely. And they they store like Matthew when he won the trials. He they did urine and blood, mm-hmm. so they store it for seven years. Huh. So that's why the testing catches back up to the new the the drugs, and then know what they're testing for. So they go back and retest, and you have two samples. Right. So, so in this case, and, and we've seen this in, in, I guess, some of the Olympics. We went to Milrose a few years ago, and Adam Nelson was presented right. with an Olympic medal because everybody before him was... was uh, Deemed dirty, yeah. Yeah, they, they went back and tested their B samples after they had something to test for. So it, it'll be really interesting to see who's, who's associated with, with this big drug bust. Correct, and that's, uh, we're all excited about it. And quite honestly, even when the Olympics were first done, uh, Tom Jordan... And Nike was so convinced that they're going to catch the uh, winner. And there's also a Moroccan was under suspicions. It was third place in Matthew's I race. Mean, in, in 2012. The, uh, the Algerian yes. guy, I can't yeah. pronounce his name. He won decisively, and everybody just knew that he was dirty. I mean, I, it just looked like he was dirty. I don't want to you know, speculate he, more than I should, but... 
he looked dirty. Well, the, the suspicion was was how much he dominated, right? And then you look at look where he progressed from, right? And he hasn't done anything since the Olympics, correct? And the profile of a yeah, druggie, yeah. So how does that lie? So I mean, how does does Matthew? You know, is he angry about that, or is he just not even worry about that, or how? Does no, he you have to put it out of your mind and go yeah. on in life, just like everybody doesn't play by the rules and. And all parts of our of our society, um, and as you can see with this election, I don't want to jump to it. So everybody's just jumping around. You got liars, cheaters, and all sorts of people uh, leading the way in every in every industry that we deal with. Yeah, and uh, you know, because if he was found, and I didn't know they held the samples for seven or eight years. Yes. So I mean, there's still time that he could be found dirty, and then. Matthew would move up to the, the bronze medalist. Correct. And if we're also plan- if they're so sure that's going to happen, and maybe it won't happen, but they're optimistic that they plan on giving him at the pre-meet his medal. <laughs> I'm sitting there scratching my head, and that's exciting. But uh, it's still not – It's you know it's, when someone cheats and you know it and they're in front of you, whether it's uh, – it really does bother you and affects it- you. It's it it is definitely a shame though because I mean we 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 were with you guys after the 2012 Olympics and right. you know um, that was a great night. It, <laughs> it was a great except night for, for you, you know, yeah. except, uh, except for the blackjack. Yeah, you're all blackjack <laughs> playing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. It was a great night for the ATM machine <laughs> at the casino <laughs> for all the fees that Farley Wild paid. Farley fees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it, and you know, like, like going back and, and changing it, but, but it would have been nice if, if, uh, if you're getting an Olympic medal, if you could be recognized in the Olympic stadium and, and, right. and celebrate that night, the night of, and, you know, so yes, that, that's like right. one of the shames of, of, uh, uh, you one, know, these yes. tainting and, the and coaching, I, I believe, you know, what was great about London, you could gamble on the track event <laughs> yes. and I think coach and I had. Matthew yeah. winning or second or, th- or at least meddling. We I wonder if we can take that ticket. No, I, <laughs> I acquired it. it was, I actually acquired on it. You did? One, it's, uh, no, it doesn't count. No. I, I found too, an answer. That we asked. We asked. Right. I'm not sure I could dig up that old ticket. <laughs> we, have a, we have a picture of it, I think, on Instagram or yeah, something. We, I think we, well. we probably do. But all right. Well, that's not going to be valid. That's that's too bad. But is there gambling? So, so is there- not only are they ruining the athlete's life, <laughs> but they ruin our chance to get 1600 <laughs> Is, pounds. is there gambling in Rio? I don't know. Maybe I should uh, reconsider. Oh, going. Get, no, the lines up or there's. Yeah. Oh, Matthew the lines sent are, me, yeah. sent me some. Whether it's from uh, I don't know where it comes from, but maybe it's, it's Vegas. Maybe it's. I yeah, think it's London. Okay. Oh, from uh, London. So everything comes out of London. I think. With the what bank. is? Do you know what his line the, is to win? No, the No, it's not a phase. Nowhere. Uh, okay. This is after the World Championships, before the Olympic trials. I mean, this was two months ago. He was not favored at all. Not even. Close, so it's wow. kind of okay. which gives you bad news for cheaters, I right? That's what <laughs> I might put throw a few shekels on on that. That's, that, that could be good. Money. I don't yeah. want to jinx. I don't want to jinx. But they also had a side bet that you could do him versus Nick Willis. I thought that was funny. Oh, really? There's okay. There's a I like, maybe he's a big favorite over Nick Willis. I like. I, I, I think that, getting that, your money in good bet. for uh, Matthew beating Nick. Yeah. Um, all right. So you are headed. So when do you head to Rio, Coach? Oh, I uh, leave here on the evening of the thirteenth of uh, august and oh, okay. return on the day after he races the 16th 18th and 20th okay and um uh, as you guys know i think there's only an hour time change between us and brazil oh wow so it's gonna be easy to watch things and uh, i think a higher viewership will happen um since it's so close to east coast time so that's august 16th 18th and 20th it's three rounds much like the uh the trials were 
Right. How, how do those things for our listeners? How do those things work? Like, what do you have to be top three or four in each heat, and then the next yeah, fastest time? Times, so, yes, correct. So it's it, it generally is. I, I guess in the earlier rounds, it's probably top five in each heat, and then it whittles down correct. top three or four in each heat. So uh, those are the automatic qualifiers, and then the the faster uh, times. And each of those uh, semis or trial heats move on as well. Uh, so, what are your? Are, are you staying with the Nike crew, or what are your accommodations? No, no. I, unfortunately, uh, <clears throat> my daughter and uh, some alumni of American got together that live on the West Coast, and they rented a house months ago. And both houses are um, neighboring each other, which makes life easy for us to get around. Nice. And I'm not sure how far it is from the stadium, but uh, that that's very very convenient and lucky to be able to. Uh, just pure luck that we got things arranged pretty well. Are both of your daughters going? No, no, actually, good. The younger daughter starts work uh, as a nurse at the University of Penn, and she decided to go backpacking through Europe <laughs> the last five weeks with I her girlfriends. Bl- I don't blame her. <laughs> with her girlfriends. And I don't know what, what girls go backpacking through the woods. <laughs> I'm not sure there's a front for something else. But. Yeah, that, that, that is kind of, that is that's an odd vacation. But yeah. maybe she's just banking on him making the 2020 games. Yeah. And she'll, uh, she'll be out, she'll yes, be yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he's been to the Olympics before. I remember a great picture of, of Matthew with Kobe Bryant at yeah. the at the uh, opening ceremonies. Is he going to do all the opening ceremonies, or at this point he's well, done at it? this point in time? I think it's something you experience once and you have to move on. And uh, um, he's going to be more focused. And being at the end of the games, he doesn't arrive there. I think it's past the Olympic. This day, the opening ceremonies already occurred. Hmm. So yeah, it's more of a more of a business trip. I, I get that at the, at, at this point. Uh, do you think he feels like pressure of now that he's become like probably in 2012 he felt like yeah making the finals would be a good thing and now we're talking about the 16th, the 18th, and the 20th and we're just assuming he makes it all the way to the finals. Does he feel that pressure? No, no. I I actually we talked about things and uh, the in 12 I he was he wanted to win a medal in 12. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. I was really uh, excited that he made the finals. Um, we never discussed it in 12, but uh, he was banking, judging by his contract, that he was going to win a medal. Wow. He set it up that way. And I looked at him. Uh, um, anyway, <laughs> right. he <was> very confident. <laughs> right. So, the, so he was very disappointed. The um, the London casinos won't pay if if he goes back and get a medal. Does that do all those no. kickers from Nike? Yeah, come do those in either? Nike kickers pay. Yeah, that's a good question. No, I don't know. You guys are way over my head. He's got he's, he's got a good agent. I'm sure. He I, can. I think uh, NCAA rules disallows me to bet guys. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, this is all just fun speculation, and hypothetical. NCAA rules don't prevent me from betting. I definitely Correct. bet in London, Correct. and I appreciate you looking in on my ticket <laughs> yeah, for exactly. me. Uh, just curious, but th- that's another interesting thing is is like these guys could cost you know could have cost Matthew some money. Oh, what I doubt. With they definitely ben, did. I didn't want to. They definitely cost them a lot of money. Yeah, that's a shame. The set up and the uh, this time around, it's going to be different that way. Uh, see, before it's more pressure, and that's I don't think runners get it unless you've been there. You feel more pressure making the team than being on the team, right? Because you're expected. You're paid to make the Olympic team, right? Um, now they'll give you bonuses to to make 
better because your, your base pays enough that you're supposed to make the Olympic team. And when Matthew, the first time around, he was shooting past that. But uh, I, with the injury, I was just relieved that he made the, the team now. Now it's more relief than joy. Next thing will be right. joy. You, you mentioned earlier several American favorites did not make the team uh, in their event. How, how do you feel about the U.S. Olympic trials determining the team? Do you think that any changes should be made? No, no. I like everything they're doing with uh, <clears throat> since 76. What they did this time around, which is exciting, is that they uh, set up races. Like Matthew's racing this Saturday, 1,000 meters down in Houston, where they have to process. I don't Processing is your paperwork as well as fit you for, for, for your uniforms and everything mm -hmm. like that will be taken care of in Houston this weekend. So that's good. In the following week, they have another race in Portland, and then he just has to go to a flight and go. Yeah. And so he's, he's not doing anything in Europe? Nothing no. in Europe. Wow. Um, he doesn't want to do the time. He has trouble with time changes and uh, doesn't want to miss the training and uh, just stay in the States. He, I think, I think it's a mistake for a lot of, unless you're being paid, he doesn't, you know, he's paid very well by Nike and take care of, I think some of the guys sell out a little bit, um, especially the, the sprinters who can sprint more. Right. And the American sprinters are on demand, and it paid quite a lot of them. It's harder to turn down that money. Mm -hmm. But uh, Matthew's staying here, staying his routine, and then just go to go to Brazil and do it. Yeah, I mean, that seems like it makes sense. Why would you fly? All, I, and I'm awful with geography. But <laughs> why would you fly all the way over here when you can just stay right. on this side Correct. and same time pretty much the same time zone and, right. and train here? So that right. that makes sense. So like I competed in 76 and between the Olympics and the Olympic Games there was no competition. Hmm. So I ran time trials and injured myself whatever it was. I wasn't as prepared as I believe as Matthews because USA track and field um sponsored these meets and got People, one or two people come here and load up the events like the thousands. You have the 800 guys coming up, and you have the yeah. mile guys going miles down. down. So it's, we got the best. And some of the guys that maybe didn't make the finals, well, I have no idea what they did, but they loaded the field very well. And the following week, he runs an 800 to sharpen up, and off he goes. So there, he is. it is different than 2012, obviously, with him right. being a, a, a favorite. We were just talking about that. Uh, so probably the USATF is – is asking for his time for for maybe stories beforehand or pictures right, or right right right. I mean, you I mean that's got to be a lot. I mean, I just recently saw you guys on People. I don't know if it's a magazine still, but it's on the online. A great uh, video of you guys. Right. Uh, is all this you're asking if the videos in the magazine? No, no I'm not <laughs> asking that. I'm asking if the all the media attention is stressful for your son. No, no. Actually, uh, I think you. Which I think is apparent to a lot of people, except for you, Farley. He, enjoy, <laughs> he enjoys this. He thrives on. He this. embraces it. You're he right. embraces yeah. the red word. Correct. Yeah. And uh, he's a ham to, to a large degree. And uh, was, I sit every night at dinner table, annoying his sisters and entertain them. Same pose that's on the the wall. Is he did at the dinner table when he was ten years old. I didn't understand why these marketing people couldn't do anything better. Right. Than that. <laughs> Well, they, they, geniuses. Yeah. Well, they, there is again. Check out People Magazine uh, online. Online, not the magazine. The video isn't, but a really cool video of of you two together. The title is Two Time Olympic Distance Runner Matt Sensowitz hopes to coach his son to Olympic gold, and it's about a two minute video. How long did that video take you guys to shoot? Uh, was it like we, a whole day thing? I mean, how those uh, things work? It was work? pretty long, but it would say about four hours. But the the shirt off part at the end. Yeah. That he did that in a private room. They wanted him to go off and. It, 
he was probably in there 45 minutes because we were supposed to leave. It was shot probably four months ago, and mm-hmm. tying back where the pressure is, we did. That's, you shot it before he even won the. Won yeah, the, that was oh, we shot uh, that in January, Farley. You're very smart. Yeah. That's okay, why now, it's pressure. Now, actually, now that I look at it, it doesn't look. Yeah, it does look like more I in the worst weight from there. Yeah. Probably ever noticed that. You see that fat guy in yeah. that video? Yeah, that's true. Let your viewers know. Now I'm a trim. I'm a trim fat yeah, guy. Yeah, now. the guy was working out for 12 yeah. days in Park City. And that's yeah. right. Correct. No drinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so that was that is pressure. So you do this video thing, and Nike has. So you understand what that video is doing. Is that Nike bought three million dollars of Matthew time on NBC? Oh that's going to fly. So whenever they start the build up to Rio, that's the video they're going. That's going to show prelude everything. It might be before ESPN this week. I'm just thinking that's what they're probably going to to launch. I would think cause it's part of the Olympic build up. Coach, you could have done us a big favor and 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 let us be like walking in the background when you were shooting these in January. <laughs> that have really boosted our yeah, PTN know, numbers too. Volley could have been sitting next to me on NBC. Well, I know we we we've done that. We we yeah. did that before. We, we will do, we will tweet out the picture at Pace yes. the Nation of me, uh, Dox, and, and Coach in London. And I know I I could and have Tom been, and, and Tom, Tom yeah Tom yeah, was there. He loves uh, and and I think we were with Jerry at that that the that's Olympics, right Olympics too. Um, yes, I know I didn't go to the trials. That's a whole long. story story that Mm -hmm. uh you know anyways i'll be there in 2020 but so this was done in january a three million dollar commitment from nike so if he doesn't make the team that's what the pressure that's why i can't tell everybody but only on your show our show yeah there's a lot of money yeah and for the olympics and that's a good thing everybody's making money and uh a lot of good stuff can happen fame and fortune is right around the corner with with the medals attached to it but if you look at that, he would have crumbled, and uh, and he would have, you know, just like me, had my knees knocking. He was a lot more <laughs> loose than I was because he's focused on the competition. Yeah, and he is the personality for it. He he just doesn't seem to get rattled at all, which is which is incredible. I think you have to have a brain to rattle, right? So, <laughs> wow. Uh, so, do you feel like as you watch him now versus when you were competing? More nerves when you're competing, or more nerves watching your son compete? Oh, but now? definitely more nerves when he's competing. Yeah, I, yeah, I sitting around so. being inactive, and plus you think because you don't have very much brain either. So that's uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to, no, he has less, so I have to right, make right. this little thing work. Right, we we'll go right. for both of us, <laughs> right? Right. It's a it's a tough one, but no. there's a lot more line, and then you see things. Obviously, you see the whole picture when you're 25. You think you're gonna. There's always the next race. There's always the next thing, and you're never gonna be old. Yeah, and uh, you know, you think you're never going to be injured when you're out there doing it yourself. You know, you're invincible. Yep. And uh, when you're in the stands, you realize how fragile everything really is, and um, you know, in the blink of a second, every it's going to pass. It could go away. So knowing your son, uh, he he com- you know completes the Olympics here in Rio. Hopefully, does well. I'm sure he'll do great. Is it? You know, he's probably what is he? Twenty five now. Twenty six. Twenty six. Mm-hmm. Um. Does he have another one in him? Is this what he wants to do with his life, or are there other things that he'd want to do after this Olympics? Um, there's other. I mean, you change. You have to do this first. He's yeah. not thinking past this. Okay. <clears throat> so it's hard to say, but obviously, he is one. Of, once he's done with this, I'm meaning this Olympics, he will be branching. I'm sure you have to keep interesting and and keep growing. The key is keep growing. Otherwise, you become uh, sterile. Once you stop growing, I think you 
you lose something and everybody you see uh, people retire and they just fall apart. So I think to some degree you can't even lose that 1% mentally. I think you have to keep challenging yourself and always working hard at goals and, and thriving just like you do with your stores. Yep. All right, Coach. Well, we'll be able to see your son, and I'm sure there will be many cutaways uh, of Coach uh, on August 16th, the 18th, and 20th. So I want you to continue to this workout uh, routine because you're going to be on camera. So. It adds more than 10 pounds. I said, camera 10 pounds. That's a lie. It does add more than 10 pounds? Yes. You can tell by my slender build how they yeah. turned it into a fiasco. <laughs> Well, there's a lot to check out online. Just Google Matt Sensuitz, Matthew Sensuitz. It's a great story. He's a local guy from Arnold, Maryland. I'd say that's local. Uh, it's it's Matt Matthew Sensuitz. We've had him on the program before. We'll have to get him on the program after the Olympics and follow up with him. But uh, for today, Matt, Coach, thanks for joining us. Really Thank appreciate you for it. having me. It's great. All Good right. Luck to you guys. Thanks, buddy. There, there he goes. That's Matt Sensuitz. Father of Matthew Sensuitz Jr. on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Matt Sensuitz Sr. for joining us. Great interview, as always, with him. A very dynamic person. Of course. Uh, I think he broke like a number of stories on our program. I can't even count how many, but I don't know. That was a that was a, always a fun interview. You always get some good nuggets from Coach. Like, do you think his tattoo story is going to show up on the Huffington Post? Right. The fact that he quoting us was uh, reaching for his mic, and people thought he was pulling up his shirt to show uh, like father like son tattoo. Would it be like father, like son, or would it be like son, like father on his tattoo? You know, switch the order. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Joanne is the English expert. I think that you would still keep it the same. It would be like father, like son. Yeah, because the meaning is still the same. All right. Well, let's convince him to go. Where was it, Doc's Red Dragon? Yeah, the Red Dragon tattoo <laughs> Red place. Dra- yeah. Joanna, should he get it? Should he get like a reverse tattoo? <laughs> so that, like it looks like the mirror image. So it's, 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 it's backwards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I can guarantee he is not getting a tattoo. But that was a what well. Is, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. That was a very one of the many very funny stories. Um, but yeah, he did. Uh, it was crazy to me that uh, Nike had spent three million dollars on ads for his son. Uh, it reminded me of. I think we've talked about this on the show before the Dan and Dave campaign. Yes. Reebok did. Yeah. And then one of them, I don't remember which one did. Dan make, O'Brien didn't make the Olympic Dan team. Dan O'Brien didn't make yeah, the I think he, he no hide it on the pole vault or yeah, something like that. And, yeah. It, so that reminded me of, of what Matthew was going through. But there. we, we talked about this too with the, they, they have to put their campaigns in early enough, whatever. I think Joanna was telling us about. Yeah. That. I think right. it's like January 27th. Is okay. The deadline. Wow. March or something like that. Yeah, so early on, they got to know. So you would pick Matthew. You'd pick uh, who's the decathlete that Ashton Eaton, Ashton Eaton, uh, Jenny Simpson, and Emma Coburn. Yeah, Brenda Martinez. Abby D'Agostino. Well, good thing. (laughs) Well, good thing they all made the team. Uh, Kim Connolly. Just want to make sure I got all those New Balance names out there. Do you do you know Joanna? Do you know who the ad campaigns are for? Uh, New Balance wise, no, just oh. just in any. I mean, New Balance, sure, but any of the uh, Olympic athletes. Um, you know, they didn't invite me to the review committee. <laughs> they didn't. Uh, no, back in January, so I I don't. 
Yeah. I, I don't appreciate the uh, the attitude that you're <laughs> slinging in my direction because uh, you seem to be in the know of a lot of uh, track and field stuff. So yeah, I, I think it wasn't a dumb question on my part. <laughs> right. Um, well, you know, I don't know that it's been on the message boards or on Let's Run where I get a lot of my mm-hmm. information from. Oh, don't tell everybody. Yeah, no, don't tell the, 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 that <laughs> website doesn't appeal to everyone. Yeah. Well, your sources are better than mine. I've, I was the one who said bury him or Bruce. Not Bruce. Uh, Boris. 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 Boris Berrien. I can't. I don't even know his name. That's uh-huh. obviously how good don't my source was. Don't trust this guy. Yeah. <laughs> was going to run for Nike. Yeah. You did get called out on that. Did you listen to our tweets? I I have not listened to the tweets yet, yeah. but I appreciate surprise, you guys surprise. doing doing the <laughs> tweets tweets uh, last week. Looks like you guys got a lot done in my absence. Mm-hmm. Well, but, uh, again, including uh, breaking your computer. <laughs> August. Oh, that's fixed now. August sixteenth, August eighteenth, and August twentieth uh, in Rio will be the time that Matthew races. Well, since we're talking about the Olympics, we did get a, an email from Corey O'Brien. Uh, Joanna, what's his, what's his uh, podcast title? He is Outreach Coordinator. Okay. The out, Outreach Coordinator for Pace the Nation. And uh, he said, okay, so the trials are done. Can we now rank the best chance for medals in Rio in distance events? As we famously said, we could care less about anything under 800 meters. <laughs> Unless my math is terrible, there are 12 possibilities in men's and women's races from the 800 and above. So it's the 800, the 1500, the steeple, the 5000, the 10,000, and the marathon. We can do that, Corey. Yeah, but his math is wrong. Oh, it is? Okay. 36 chances. All right, well. Because you have three chances at a medal per event, and there's, anyway. That makes sense, okay. But yeah, I think we can do that. Um to answer his question, unless he's talking about in those, and he doesn't looking for the individuals. Maybe we just talk about the twelve events. What are the chances, best to worst, of those twelve events for any American to medal, or do we want to talk about each individual American? I guess it's going to be a long show if we're well, talking about thirty. Here's people. here's the deal. Yeah. This, this isn't the show for for us to list. I mean, I like to do lists, but mm-hmm. for us to list names of people we think are going to win the medals. You're going to have to find another show. That's not us. We talk about stories and personalities and <laughs> and and things like you know. Well, he, he asked. Well, I, and no, we, no, we just agreed no, to do this. No, no, no. I think it's a good idea to do it, but I don't think necessarily on the show. I think it probably could be in our our tweets um, segment. And also, it's a little too close to the Olympics. I like to pick my affiliates when I'm watching them in the warm up. <laughs> okay, all right. So we will later on when Dax and I are in Rio. Well, mm-hmm. we can. We'll you document know, that. We, 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 we possibly <laughs> can, can try to work on that as well. But later on, we can pick. But we're not going to be the show who picks you know names and has no sort of rationale. Are you just saying that because you did not correctly predict the men's 15? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Partly. Yeah, I think you know partly. But thank you, Corey, for your, for your email, and thank you for your new position. Our staff is growing here at Pace the Nation. <laughs> uh, you, you guys were with us this, this Sunday at the Susie Favor Hamilton event. Thank you for all the listeners who were out there. You know, we were all there, and we were kind of a sponsor of this book club. We're kind of our sponsor of the book club. We were interviewing all the book club authors. Uh, we've already interviewed all three of them, actually. Uh, what do you guys think of Susie Favor? Um, she is very tiny in person. She is. Which, I mean, I sort of expected that. Um, but she is very, I don't know, like, she has a quality I don't really know how to describe. But she it feels like when you're having a one-on-one conversation with her that you're the only person in the world. And she, like, sprinkles, like, magic fairy dust on you. She does a good job of that. Yeah, you just, like, feel really special. Yeah. 
I think she's got that quality that, uh, you know, her and Docs have that share that quality. <laughs> <laughs> no, what'd you think? What'd you think, Docs? Uh, well, I thought she was much bigger uh, in person than she was on the poster. <laughs> uh, so I was surprised by that. Um, yeah. yeah, she she did a really good job, like, of, I guess, working the room. Yeah. When, when she was talking, she included everybody in the audience, which was very impressive. It was not like her giving a, a speech and then taking off. Like she was, she really jumped in and, and, and joined the room. I thought that was pretty cool. I I totally agree with both you guys. Uh, you know, I I just it confirmed what we already know. Phone guest not nearly as good as in studio guest because mm-hmm. she was. I felt like you know great on the phone, but when we were in person with her, uh, I thought a lot more dynamic and really. Like you said, she she did a great job of including everybody, engaging, and all that. So that was really, really cool to see, and she did a great job there this past week. Speaking of former guests, uh, Joanna, you went to uh, see Brian Danza, and the D.C. Roadrunners won mile and 3K track championships on Saturday. How was it? It was good. Um, it did rain, so yes. there was a rain delay, um, which I think maybe cause some people to leave but when they started up again it was actually perfect weather to run a mile in because it had just rained so it was a little cooler than it normally would have been yeah how'd your sandwich sales go (laughs) (laughs) um i didn't bring any but i really should have because there wasn't there wasn't any you would have made a killing yeah Yeah. or i could have brought snacks Mm -hmm. it's really it's really too bad that they have they had a great it's a great venue i saw some pictures from the event Looked it's like, a beautiful track. Yeah, beautiful beautiful track. They had yeah. a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, fast athletes there. Uh, women's mile was was one in under five minutes. The mm-hmm. men's mile was four ten or something like that. Four eleven. Four eleven. So Even really, guys, really credit. fast, fast times and. Uh, you know, how many uh, kids ran under four minutes? A, n- <laughs> a number of all comers <laughs> out there. So uh, yeah, it was a good venue. Too bad the weather didn't work out. As well as uh, Brian and D- the DC Roadrunners might have hoped, but I'm sure next year. So put that on your calendar. We are promoting, of course, that event for next year. Yeah, 2017. Yes, um, and and I uh, did have an update on the Bastille Day uh, race. You know, Brian did the podcast last week here mm-hmm. before he was directing that race. Right. So loyal listener CT McGee, he was out there doing the race. Yes, and. He said that he got there probably, I think the race started about 7 o'clock. I think he got there about 6, 6.15 or something like that. And he said everybody was standing around waiting for the race director. And they, were, <laughs> they, were, they, wouldn't, they weren't going to set anything up until the race director was there. To direct them. To direct them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Brian did get there, and they put the mats down, the timing mats and the cookies and all the food out. Um, that's my other homework assignment. I got to find mm-hmm. out if those cookies melted. Yeah. And the race basically started on time, a li- maybe a little bit late, but they had the turnaround point a little bit early. So it was about a three and a half mile. steel day. I would have loved that. That's exactly <laughs> what I needed on that day. <laughs> you should have run it. You yeah. should have just gone with them. Uh, the Bastille day four mile tur- turned into a Bastille day three and a half mile. And, I don't know whether we can uh, blame ourselves for that because the race director showed up late because we 
had him on the program, but I don't blame me or Joanna. <laughs> it might have been my fault. So sorry, Brian. Uh, and sorry for the runners who wanted to do the four mile and only got three and a half in. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was a hot day. Probably at four mile uh, PR. <laughs> Probably. Right. Hopefully. Joanna, what would ASICS Greg have said if he was in the stands and you showed up with all the, the ASICS uh, Paste the Nation snacks and we're like, <laughs> we're, we're selling those uh, to, to people? I think Greg would be really disappointed because he put so much <laughs> thought into those snacks yeah. for us specifically. Yeah. I think it would really break his heart. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute. I recognize that parfait. <laughs> <laughs> we would never do that. Just for the record. <laughs> Yeah, I don't share my snacks. Joanna was saying she should have brought some snacks to sell. And I was thinking, oh, what if she tried to hawk the I just uh, want to, for the record, who the, 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 the great people at ASICS just invited us to New York for the marathon. We would never yeah. resell your snacks for profit. We just wouldn't do that. All right, this week in the news, all the news that is important to the hosts and interesting to the audience that is running related. Barley, I have a question for you. Yes. It's, it's a, an administrative question. Okay. Is it just a coincidence that we get the news theme music comes on, like right when you're ready to talk about the news, or do you like, <laughs> no. or do you switch gears, like you're t- trying to talk about something else and then you hear the news stuff and you're like, all right, I'm going into the news. Whenever I hear that music, I go uh-huh. into news mode. Yeah. It's like Pavlov's dog type uh, reaction I have. Uh-huh. So that's... Can, can you elaborate on that? Pavlov's dog, I don't remember what he... What kind of dog it was? I, not, <laughs> not necessarily what kind of dog, but I don't remember uh-huh. what exactly was, was his trigger. There was some sort of trigger. Maybe it was just dog food. Uh-huh. Maybe a special type of dog food, but yeah. No, that's about all I can elaborate on on mm-hmm. Catalog's dog. But I know I have that sort of reaction when I hear the end the news. I just go to end the news mode. And, and it just happens and you're just ready happens. to go into it. I okay. can't control it. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, this week in the news, Noah Lyles. We talked about him last week. He's, he, he's the high schooler from T.C. Williams. High schooler from T.C. Williams, yep, mm-hmm. who uh, almost made the Olympic team. He won World Juniors in the 100 meters this past week. Um, he, so he has no decision on his uh, going pro or not, but he says that uh, he and his brother, uh, Josephis, are a package deal. So the Lyles boys are a package. Newsflash to Nike. They're, they want to sign Noah. They're going to have to sign jo- Josephis. Do you think that Nike is listening to this podcast and, and learning that? Yeah, after uh, the Matt Centrowitz. The, yeah, yeah, getting all these all these things. Yeah. Or are they getting that information from Deadspin, right. uh, which is quoting us? Right. Well, actually, probably Deadspin probably alerted Nike of it. Mm-hmm. But Nike's listening now. Yeah. So that's what, the, that's what the deal is, Nike, just so you know. Joanna, what do you think about his statement that if you want to sign him, you have to sign his brother, too? Um, I think that it's good to see uh, siblings caring for each other. Yes. Like the same way that I care for my sibling because today is his birthday. Brother Russo. Happy yeah. birthday, Happy. Brother Russo. Yeah. Well done. Did you set her up for that, Docs? Well done. A little there. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, happy birthday, Brother Russo. I hope your 25th is good. All right. Also in the news today, guys, former guest and friend of the podcast. Yes. And friend of the podcast, Carrie Gallagher. She's in the news. 
She has accepted the position at Manhattan College to be the, their director of cross-country and middle distance and distance. They're at the Manhattan College Jaspers. What's with, a Jasper? Um, good question. I wonder what their mascot is. I'd, I'd have to do research. I, I see what their... It looks like their logo is a big M, so that doesn't give uh-huh. me too much help there. But uh, I don't know what a Jasper is. Well, let's just speculate. <laughs> Some sort of large cat, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, I thought it was um like a bee. We've got we've got one guess is a large cat, and you've got a bee. All right, well we'll we'll, we'll research well, it's, that. It's not a bee. The logo is an M. That well. She's For Manhattan like, College, right? Mm-hmm. She's yeah, but like then a, why would why would a Jasper be the letter B? All right, if, well, if you, the logo's an M. You guys, do I meant like a buzzing B. <laughs> right, you guys do some research on that. I'm going to let you know that Kerry Gallagher, who is one of the top middle distance runners in the U.S., has been named the head coach and will be continuing to train. We touched on this a little bit with Coach earlier on. I know we didn't we didn't really say too much about uh, Carrie and her new situation, but she's headed back to New York. She's going to be in New York City. Uh, she grew up in that area, and it's a great position. So congratulations to Carrie. Congratulations, Carrie. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that Carrie gets to go home to her family. I'm sad that she is leaving me. Yeah, you're you're a good friend of of Carrie. That's that is really too bad. Yeah. Sorry for your loss, Joanna. Thanks. <laughs> Did you track down what a jasper is? Yeah, jasper is an aggregate of microgranular quartz and or uh, chalcedony, chalcedony, I don't know, and other mineral phases is an opaque, impure variety of silica, usually red, yellow, brown, or green in color, and rarely blue. And the common red color is due to iron inclusions. And quite frankly, it's just a rock that looks like a pepperoni pizza. I was going to say, Joanna showed me a picture. I was going to say it looks like a pizza. Yeah. Well, that's pretty appropriate for New York, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Although this looks like a fancy pizza, not like a New York slice. Not like a New York slice you'd get at Zabarro's. Right. Or, <laughs> or the best slice of New York pizza on the planet is at uh, the Bronx Pizza next to Pacers. <laughs> In Clarendon. That's true. In Clarendon. That's where you can get the best slice of New York style pizza. Weren't you saying that... There's just pointless, dumb information on this program <laughs> earlier in the show, Joanna. I think you nailed it. All right. I think we've mentioned this guy on the program before. And, I, you know, we, we probably didn't highlight him because he is a proven cheater in the marathon. Mike Rossi, 48-year-old dad, marathon dad, who went, whose story went viral, who qualified for the Boston Marathon by running 311.45. Qualified with bunny uh, ears, mm-hmm. right? So that he qualified uh, that in with that in 2014, and then ran the uh, 2015 Boston Marathon in a significantly slower time. So the brothers Johnson over at Let's Run offered Rossi a hundred thousand dollars if he could duplicate that effort. The three eleven, three eleven. Then mm-hmm. they offered him uh, January one of this year. 200 doubled it and said two hundred thousand dollars which dwarfs the amount of money that you would win winning the chicago marathon new york marathon boston no response from him so then they said okay if you can just run a 5k we will give you ten thousand dollars if you can simply run that marathon pace for a 5k over a 5k for a 5k 
which comes in at 718 per mile. And he still didn't post for the. Uh, Tell the you effort. what, man, I, I wish the 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 brothers, brothers Johnson, the brothers Johnson over at Let's Run dot com would would start harassing me. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. Really, really, I was I was uh, so overweight in two thousand and ten <laughs> that Farley offered me fifty thousand dollars if I could uh, Break reach three a hours performance yeah. in in the marathon. I didn't want to say what the performance was because I didn't do it. (laughs) Right. Uh, But boy, was that motivating. Maybe that's the missing piece of the puzzle (laughs) right now for me. uh, You need a financial carrot Yes, I need a carrot for this impossible to reach goal. Just just barely impossible to reach. Right now, I don't have a carrot. Yeah, okay. So listeners, you heard it. If you want to offer Docs a significant amount of money to, uh, I don't know, break his PR, break three hours... Uh, let's get some sort of GoFundMe going. If we can get ten grand, I bet all of a sudden his fourteen mile run. Oh, you're, are now work. you're not going to put the money on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way that people crowdsource these days. Yeah, actually, because well, I was confident back then, but you're a fitter guy than you were back then. I, but you came, you came, you actually came, you became pretty close. I was, oh, you, I was impressed. When, I, I got a little made, scared when we made the deal. I was very out of shape, yeah. and it, it was it was pathetic. In one year, I transformed myself. He did. Um, yeah. Didn't you? This was at the New York City Marathon, right? Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you guys run together? I did. did I wanted yeah. to make sure he wasn't going to break three hours. Docs, did, did you ever feel like Farley was slowing down the pace purposely? <laughs> um, I was setting the pace. We, we, to say we were running together, we weren't running shoulder to shoulder. He was running off to the side. I, I, I tell everybody, it was like running with a golden retriever. <laughs> he was running off to the side and taking pictures and tweeting until his phone battery died. Yeah, now I know better. I know how but to he did, uh, manage it, my battery life. At the, at, no, literally right after that, you got a uh, a morphe an extra, pack. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He got yep. a pack so that for his Philly marathon that he ran like three weeks later, yep. uh, he it would last for the whole marathon. God, it, I love this pumping my tires here. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way I could do all that now. But Farley did. We were we were at, at the three hour mark. We were back in Manhattan, and as soon as it hit three hours, he was like, "Hey, do you want to go to that bar? Uh, I'm buying some champagne." <laughs> yeah, because I was. He was off the hook. A little worried, but uh, I knew probably 10 miles in, I knew we were in pretty, I was pretty safe, but still an impressive effort. Well, you he knew was by closer, then. He was closer, closer than I would thought he would be. So anyways, didn't want to give Mike Rossi and that story a lot of plug. I just thought, a lot of plugs. I just thought that was interesting. That if you cheat on a marathon, yeah. let's run, we'll find out. Yeah. They've uncovered a lot of cheaters. Well, I, it, it, they will find out. And so maybe somebody who sandbags cheats to get in maybe that's a good good way of of making, making 200, money making two hundred thousand dollars yeah so if you're a 48 year old dad who actually can run 310 <laughs> yeah you sandbag it cheat a race and then say that you ran 310 and then uh do the mike rossi thing yeah not a terrible idea it's a very elaborate way to, to, <laughs> to back into some cash. Um, and I'm not even sure if they're legally re- uh, required to pay up. Yeah, um, probably not. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a location in Princeton, New Jersey, 7 Palmer Square. Go check out the guys there if you're in New Jersey, some township in New Jersey. Go go see those guys over there. Mercer? And, and yeah, I think it is Mercer County. Or Mercer, Mercer uh, Township. Mercer. It is Mercer County, but maybe Township. I don't know. Well, it's, I think it's Mercer County. Wow. There's no way to find out. 
And, guys, the shirts are still available, podcast shirts. You can see Doc's from the beer mile wearing the podcast shirt. Uh, you can also see a picture of Joanne and I on the Pacers Running website. They're available for purchase, only $20. We have sizes from small to extra large in both genders, so go get your podcast t-shirt today. Yeah, I didn't quite make the cut as a model. <laughs> you, I, I mentioned that you were at the beer mm-hmm. mile wearing it, modeling it for mm-hmm. us, so you can go to social media You just media weren't ready there. for the runway. <laughs> yeah, not, not yeah exactly. Not until the beer mile. You got to learn to smile with your eyes if you want to mm, be a yes. model. I'm more of a role model. <laughs> really? Huh. All right, guys, great show, fun show. Always good to have Matt Sensuit Sr. on the broadcast. He, of course, is headed to Rio. His son will be competing August 16th, 18th, and the 20th. I want to make sure everybody knows those dates. Those will be televised on NBC. And the difference of time is only an hour, so you should be able to watch and cheer on Matthew as he attempts to medal at the Rio Olympics, so good to sit down with Coach and talk about that. All right, thank you to Kelly Grant. He's working behind the scenes on many things, including a happy hour this weekend at the Crystal City Sports Pub. So we hope to see a lot of you guys out there, even though this show has already broadcasted since then. But Yeah, good th- plug, though. Thank you for showing up. All right, that's Wavy Docs for Joanna E. Russo. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week. Like, so I'm, I'm on my way over here and we're going down 18th street and there's all these bikes in the bike lane. Right. And there's this mm-hmm. one guy who's in like a road bike and he's got the shoes on and he's like hunched over and he's like wearing athletic clothes and this girl in a sundress and like a beach cruiser passed him. <laughs> and that's how I feel running. Like I'm the guy in the bike mm-hmm. and then the people in like the run skirts pass me. Well, that's the first thing that I thought of when I saw him. I was like, dude, I feel your pain. I've been there. Every time I see Coach, he always asks me how the radio show is. <laughs> he was like, Farley, what do you get out of this radio show? You guys are really good. I really." He's like, I would have never gone back on it if I didn't think you guys are good. I really enjoy you, you guys, but what are you getting out of this? So I was like, good question. Well, if if that's what he's asking you and you can't answer, how do you think the two of us <laughs> Well, we're going to Rio. That is what we're getting out of it. That is what you're getting out of it. And, Coach, we really appreciate that you agreed to wear a Pace the Nation (laughs) T-shirt at the Olympic Finals uh, so that when they cut to you, you advertise our podcast. That's money. Thank you very much.
That can be bought, guys. We, yeah, we don't quite have the Nike money, but 